0: A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out
1: Backs and laughs here's your host steve mathis
2: welcome everybody to the fly racing racer x race recap podcast thank you for listening appreciate it we are going to dive into oakland and all that happened uh, at oakland lots to talk about lots to unpack here and uh yeah looking forward to talking about it with uh Wygant, who wasn't there and Jason Thomas, uh, thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com, please, the official presenting sponsor of the Monster Energy Supercross series. Uh, go there, 5 o'clock, every Supercross. We're going to do in a little bit of a live show, Pulp slash RacerX live podcast show there at the races. I've uh, been enjoying that. Uh, grab some uh, gear while you're at it. Take a look at it. Go to your local dealer. Uh, you can see the same stuff that Blake Baggett wore to get a podium in Oakland. Uh, Zach Osborne wearing it as well. Uh, flyracing.com, big things are coming from them in the next uh, week. Stay tuned. To all of their social for that, uh, we thank the folks at FlyRacing.com for uh, coming on board this podcast. And of course, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars, Maxis Tires, AJ Cantanzaro running the MXST out in supercars right now, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. Please, if you're in the market for some tires, this is Maxis' answer for a high-end tire, and uh, Chris Kiefer likes it a lot. So please, check them out, Maxis.com and Alpine Stars, the Tech 10, the most advanced motocross boot today. Brand new model out now that the guys are wearing, some refinements, some improvements. Uh, please check them out. Tech 7s as well. I love the Tech 7s. They're my Buddha choice. And also, too, uh whether it's a biotic neck support system or the A4 chest protector, the A1, whatever it is, you can uh, grab it at Alpine Stars. You know the quality. You know the name. And uh, great company and great people there at A-Stars. A- um, all right, let's get into Oakland and know everything that happened. Uh, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant, I'll call them up, and uh, we will discuss Cooper Webb's second win in a row With me on the line to discuss Oakland, as I promised, and I delivered them. First up, the man who was not at the race, did not go, wasn't there. The voice of motocross, the voice of quad racing, the voice of Geneva Supercross, the voice of flat tracking, the voice of GNCC, the voice of pretty much anything outside of Supercross, Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, Weege? Oakland, baby. You are are on a Lou Gehrig-like streak. Of skipping Oakland.
0: Yeah, I think I've gone to the race twice. And how many years have they had it? Seven years now, maybe? I don't know. Five?
2: Seven? It's phenomenal. Yeah,
0: yeah just we were just talking about our buddy Aaron Hansel, who happens to live an hour away. So, I'm going to go the cheapest route always. And that's, hey Hansel, drive to the race. And I'm not buying a plane ticket. It's an <laughs> annual tradition.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Also on the line, uh, two-time German Supercross champion. Two-time Montreal Supercross champion. From FlyRacing.com, Jason Thomas, JT, the pit show this weekend without Wygant was much, much better because there was more Bradshaw.
1: Well, I'm going to have to disagree that it was better. I think I, think I made the comment that it was not as good without Weech, period. Um, Thank you. Thank you, JT. Well, it's just true. I, there's no other way to get around it. I nope. don't necessarily want to give you that credit, but it's it's deserved. Uh, it was but fun. I can, can, tell I get, you, can I get more money I can now? You. Can I, I already <laughs> have leverage? I can tell That's you that strike. Steve is Steve is in a state of depression, and he's not in as good a mood when you're not there. Like you, you can physically and emotionally tell a, there's a letdown in him when you don't come to the races.
2: That is not true. That is not true. That is true. That is it's not absolutely true. Absolutely true. If I was depressed or if, or seemed that way, it was because I flew in. My wake up call was at 4:15, and I flew in Saturday morning.
1: It's the home don't of the Open Raiders, me. bro. He it's not the case. I, this isn't this isn't my only case study in this. Like this isn't the first time I've noticed this or paid attention. No, not true. There is a yeah, significant drop off.
0: <laughs> yes, and the guilt trip that he gives me indicates the same. It's very upset.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I have. I got to talk to Damon Bradshaw for longer. How is that a bad thing? You can spend it however you want. Ugh, uh, give me a you wanna, break. You want
1: to? You want to try to manipulate it to to make your case however you want? I'm just telling you what the facts are. You can. You even. in even in our group text, you make a big deal out of it. Wine and.
2: I just, I just get all off because he's not dedicated. Because he's not dedicated to sport.
1: Right. Yeah. That's why. Very, very low amount of his life dedicated to this. this well, he sport doesn't. We're he in. doesn't
2: come to the races. Right. Got no. it. Okay. Why again? Competing live What's that? The races
0: aren't even on live on TV. Man, it's tough.
2: <laughs> but you did spend money on the NBC Gold app. You spent money on that app.
1: Well, uh, on a racetrack credit card, yes.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's kinda
1: kinda house money being as an NBC employee a lot of the year. Kinda house money.
2: Yeah, do you get it free? Why get
0: it? No, if I was smart I would have asked like a week before and like probably could have gotten some way to do it, but then it was like literally three in the afternoon at Anaheim one and I'm like, uh, I need this like right now so I can watch practice. So no, too late.
2: <laughs> um well yeah, racerex credit card, so it's fine. I'm not I'm not gonna give you any credit for that from now on. But uh okay, so I guess j t will start with you it's proven I mean Alden Baker's program doesn't seem to work it's not successful it's not working uh Cooper Webb won again this is uh the first two time winner of the year and Marv his his other guy was probably faster than Webb but uh I mean look I, I Web deserves most of the credit and everything else, but it, I hundred percent was thinking what you were thinking, JT, when you sent me that text. Uh, I'm like, look at this, look at Webb right now, and what's changed. And he's on the new bike, of course, but he's also with Baker, and he's now won two in a row.
1: Well, I thought it was awesome because we have some unnamed friends in the industry that are they're on the fence whether <laughs> you know Alden's program is the answer or not, and. I, I can understand their points. Like they don't have bad points. So I I just like when there's evidence to just ram it in there as we do, right? Whenever, whenever it's time to try to get your point in there and, and everything's going in your favor, you, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot. So I felt the, the compulsion to do that today and you, that's what you're referring to, but I don't know how you can argue the difference we've seen. So far in him, I mean, it, we saw glances of it early, like he was uh, he was fast in, in practice early in the year. The results weren't, well, I shouldn't even say that, because if we really go back and we look at Anaheim 1, the writing was on the wall. I mean, he came from last place to fifth, setting the fastest lap of the race. So when you take that into account, which I hadn't done until this very moment, holy cow, this guy's been on fire all year. It just hasn't always shown up in the result column.
2: Weed, you know those uh, 30 for 30s from ESPN? And they oh, yeah. they always start with, what if I told you, right? Uh, what if I told you, Weege, that Roxanne and Tomac would start 6th and 10th? What if they ripped through the pack, Weege, and got up to 3rd and 5th? And what if I told you that they both got repassed and they ended up not on the podium? <laughs>
0: by, in the whoops, by Marvin Mooscan and Blake Baggett. In the whoops. <laughs>
2: What if I, told, what moon, if I told you?
0: <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't. That was the part that made, like, Cooper Webb winning two in a row after two mediocre seasons is pretty shocking. But Marvin just killing those guys in front of them, behind them, ate them up, beat them by a large distance. That was the part I could not wrap my head around. I'm like, went, Marvin's good. Marvin's won races. But has he ever just straight blown Tomac and Roxanne's doors off straight up like that?
2: I mean i'm he he has at some point, but it's the has not not many times for sure right well,
0: he's beaten them, but I don't feel like in that manner, maybe there's one I don't remember yeah
2: uh, it's it's amazing, I can't believe like Roxon looked tired, and Eli's charge just kind of stopped j t
1: yeah, it's like the story of people coming in a little bit behind schedule, I think uh, you know. We never probably will get an answer on Anderson. You know, I've, I've made my case there and now we know he's injured and out for the season. But when you watch Tomac, you know, I, I get the feeling that he dealt with some sort of setback and there, and there were rumors about a, a back injury or something going on with him where he wasn't on the bike for, for a while. And then Marvin, we know, had a knee surgery and he didn't start riding until really late. So that one's pretty well documented. And as much as he doesn't want to talk about it, we know it happened. Roxon I feel like was the most puzzling of that group last night to kind of work forward than backwards. I, I thought it was kinda of his race to win all day. So when we saw him move forward it was kinda of like, okay, well here he comes. Can he get all the way to the front because Webb, you know, was was out front by a good margin. We just didn't know if he would get all the way there. Uh but for him to go kinda of go backwards was I think the most surprising because it was one I didn't expect. With Eli and these other guys, we've seen We've seen a little bit of foreshadowing with, hey, man, they're, they're not quite right yet, whether it's just getting fitness there or getting, you know, just fully up to speed or whatever the case. We've just seen too much to the contrary to think that everything is 100% and, and firing on all cylinders. So it's, it's just such a weird season. Like it, everything we've uh, I, I don't been know. accustomed to know. What?
2: I'm, just, I'm buddies with the Cowie guys. Yep. They insist nothing is wrong, nothing was wrong. This is all well, part of the plan. Right.
1: But then we get a text from another one of our industry friends that he was indeed hurt and is on the on the mend. So when I read something like that and I look with the eye test at all the evidence that he's showing me on the track, I have to believe otherwise, you know. And and I get teams are going to not always tell you the truth. I, I mean that's that's the stories all the time is not getting the full truth out of a, a race team or a rider but it's just such a weird season i mean everything <laughs> we think that should happen is kind of upside down you know tomac never moves backwards roxon really never moves backwards it's just strange
2: man it's a really weird year weege so is web is web gonna win this
0: well, he certainly can, like, look, as exciting as the season is right now, how many years have you seen crazy stuff at the beginning of the year? I mean, you can go back to this Oakland race a year ago, and at the time it was a great battle, and Anderson came from behind. He barely beat Roxon, but maybe Sealy could have won, or maybe Baggett could have won. But then you look back at Oakland really now, knowing Anderson won.
2: Uh,
0: oh, as JT was saying with Webb, like, oh, the writing was actually on the wall the whole time. We just didn't quite know it yet. So – to say, yeah, there's 13 races to go. Yeah, it's wide open. But how many times when you look back at the eventual season chance, okay. you're like, oh yeah, he well, actually was dominating by round three and four. We just didn't realize what that meant at the time.
2: So you're, so it's, you're yeah, you're building yeah. the case for you're building the case for for Web.
0: I am now. Look, there is always the chance that someone's going to crash and get hurt. There's always that chance. And I mean, there have been moments where you've seen Webb is going fast because he's pushing really hard. And what did he tell us on your show last week? Like. At one point, he just said, screw it. The way I'm going to get through these whoops better is I'm just going to send it. I'm just going to ride the thing. Mm. And if it feels sketchy, I just, it's up to me to deal with it. Like, you hear those types of things, and you're like, okay, he could wad this up at any moment. But there have been so many seasons that look crazy at round four, and the best guy by round four is a mile ahead of everybody else by the end of the year. So this might not be as close as it actually looks. This is, this is the pattern we usually see. It's crazy to think that all of a sudden Cooper Webb is, like, the favorite for the title after the way the last two years have gone. Yeah. But this has happened before. This is I mean, this is Anderson last year. Exactly the same.
2: JT Cooper Webb says if I have to adjust a few clickers, then that's what we'll do, but nothing crazy setup wise like I did in Phoenix. It was good. Even though the result was bad, I learned to really to quit screwing around with the bike and ride the thing. So
1: that, now he's your favorite rider ever?
2: Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um yeah,
1: what did you say more beautiful words have never been yeah, spoken yes, by more, a factory router. Yes,
2: more beautiful words have never been spoken by a factory writer. It was it was great. Um yeah, it this I mean JT you mentioned what a bizarre season it was like three times already. So, we're 5 minutes into this podcast.
1: But it's so weird. Like I I <laughs> that's four times I guess, but have you ever seen anything like this? I mean, I guess it probably has happened before, you know, we're very I'll tell you where it happened at the moment right now. Yeah. But Nothing that I thought was going to happen. I guess we have reasons for all of it, right, with the rumors and everything, but we don't have any concrete evidence for most of it. Um, but it's
2: – You know when it happened. It's just not – Yeah. Go ahead. Weege knows. Weege, when did something like this happen?
0: Oh, Are you going to say 1990, which you referenced as the first four rounds of every single season ever? Is that what you're going to use? No.
2: No, I was going with – I was going with 93 because –
0: Oh, there's a kid. I thought that was Anderson in 2016. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. This is, this, this, there's a kid who grabs a win <laughs> after this, kind of the vets shake it out a little bit to start the year, you know, and then the kid grabs a win and it's over. Yeah,
0: but I, I, can't, I don't think you can say that because in 93 we had normal guys winning at the beginning, the first two rounds before McGrath did. Yeah. Like Larocca won the opener, but he had won the opener the year before. And Bradshaw won round two. We all thought he was the best guy. Before Webb was winning, we had Baggett and Barsha. It makes no sense.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess kind of throw my theory for a loop. Um, But
0: yeah, – JT, JT, you're not just saying it because of these Webb wins. The other two
1: rounds didn't make any sense either. Three rounds. No, I, yeah. I nothing I've seen so far this season has really made any sense, to be honest. I, I mean, you knew that these guys were capable of being at the front, but yeah. Oh. Uh Baggett to basically pass to the front and win Glendale. Then he kind of did the same thing last night, but ran out of steam a little bit. Uh, you know, Barsh is obviously dealing with an injury, but these, you know, the the tried and true guys have had their opportunity. Uh, they have absolutely been there. Like last night, Roxon and Tomac had their chance. I actually was wondering, you know, are they going to make this happen because they could see Webb, you know, before it got yeah. too out of hand. But I, I mean, Marv, and, both Marv and Baggett and Webb. All right. just were like, No, we're yeah. we're gonna keep on going here.
2: No, they should have went two three. That was how it was shaking, shaping up.
1: Yeah, at minimum.
2: Yeah, at minimum. Yeah, no minimum. minimum. Like yeah, and without a doubt gone two three. Uh and then we and then maybe caught Webb. That's how things were we gonna go. Should
1: have, when we say should have, going off of past evidence, like every other season, mm-hmm. that's what would have happened. Right. And you know, Marv being in there somewhere, I guess too, maybe I mean, Marv winning.
2: Um and so also too. Baggett was on fire. Like, I don't know if you saw – I didn't watch the show yet, Weege. I don't know if they showed it, but there were laps. Bag, Blake was the fastest guy in the track for, I think, three out of the four laps, and he was coming and he was charging, and I think he ran a little bit out of steam. It was a lot of work. But uh, JT, he's dealing with a back injury, as I talked to Burner about it, Um, and he was back, and ba- Blake Baggett was maybe – more impressive than Webb. Like Marvin was also. Like Cooper might have been the third most impressive guy because Baggett and Marv were on fire, both of them.
1: Yeah, like I, I, I've been clued in to the Baggett injury for a little bit, but you know, I just like everybody else, like I'm not at liberty to just toss out information that's not mine to share. Uh, but yeah, I think you saw that. He I don't think he's been able to do everything that he's wanted to do training wise. So yeah, I mean, I think pace wise. You know, in the, the first set of whoops, he was by far the fastest guy. Uh, but I think he just, you know, he pushed so hard in the middle there that I think it caught up with him the last few laps.
2: Man, it was and and Marv crashed and and you know was looking good and then got back up and I don't even know. Yeah, KTM sweep by the way, first sweep uh, since Honda did it years ago and 2010, I think. Yeah, Tom Baggett. Tom Baggett goes to me after the race. He's like. I said, oh, yeah, I've ever swept the podium before. Is, is this the first time ever? I'm like, no, Tom. No, no, no. Like, no, it's happened a lot. Like, so you so, got to remember, I mean, you got to yeah. remember
1: age and, you know, time. Yeah. Really yeah no, I, and all
2: that. I said, I told yeah. him, I said, no, we did it when I was a mechanic. Yeah. um, But, uh, yeah, just uh, a nutty race. So, look, I don't, this isn't really, this is dumb, okay? But I'm going to say it anyways. It's not nothing, Saying dumb things has never yeah. stopped, never stopped yeah. me before right exactly uh, Roxon 's two out of the points lead Eli's three out of the points lead but which guy are you more worried about I, that's really dumb I i I'm just saying it which which guy or which guy makes you scratch your head more we can go with that Weege. Uh
0: at this point it's actually Roxon because I feel like we did hear these rumors of tomac um, having some sort of problem i don 't feel like we heard that about Roxon at all. So, like, maybe if that was true, you'd give a little bit more of a ball against to Tomac. And, by the way, Eli's starts have been horrible. Like, remember last year with the great? All yeah. of a sudden, he turned in from, like, the worst starter of the top guys to the best.
2: Well, I've, I the figured it. His starts
0: that were incredible last year, they, but they suck again.
2: they changed the great. The great oh. is different. And great-
1: let's also remember he's on a different bike. That bike is completely different, too. So I don't yeah. know if that matters, but look right. at how he was at, at Des Nations. His starts were not good, let's say.
0: There was something last year, man. It wasn't out of the gate, but it was like when they grabbed, say, third gear, like, say, 15 feet out of the gate, 10 feet out of the gate last year, he would rock it forward every time. And this year, has he had a good start at all? Uh, even in any of the triple crowns? Like, wow. at best, he was okay. But yeah. most of the starts have been terrible.
2: The third triple crown. The third triple crown. Right. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. So the, the starts have been terrible in pretty much every other race, including heats. And, you know, that takes more energy out of you. That makes it harder. I mean, I'm not saying that. Cooper Webb wasn't the better guy over the weekend anyway. Uh, they had their shot. But Roxen's had some good starts. We haven't heard about an off-season injury thing. And it's really, obviously, better saying Glendale or at the beginning of the Triple Crown than he's been in the other two Triple Crown races or all oh, this is small sample size. So, yeah, the worried is probably crazy. Yeah. But yeah. I'm I'm surprised. You figure Kenny's just going to keep getting better and better and better, but he hasn't actually improved each week.
1: Um, I, I still think I think there's something to KTM globally having something figured out with their ECU and the greats because it's not just here. It's in Europe too. I mean, Carolian and Hurlings and Prado and those guys hole shot every time, every every race, on, you know what I mean? It's just they're unstoppable. Like if you put a K, factory KTM on a great right now, it seems like they're going to get a hole shot somehow, some way. So I'm not smart enough to know the science behind it or the technology, but I, I truly believe they have something figured out with their ECU and, and, you know, the rate of change and all that stuff 'cause are great right now.
2: Yeah. Maybe um, Marv was yeah, good. I, yeah. oh, anyone
1: good. that
0: watches this that doesn't follow this like year to year, like we do would be like, are you guys insane? They're one, two in the or second and third in the points. They're like one point behind web. Like, what are you even talking about? But that eye test thing, we just know, like,
2: Yeah, Guys don't
0: normally, like, as crazy as it sounds, by round four or five, you pretty much are getting what you're going to get. So that's what makes it a little crazy, despite the points being insanely close.
2: Here's another reason why we got to fix this gangbang thing. Like, on the season stats, they don't have any laps led for Tomac, which means those three races at Triple Crowns do not count under laps led. How dumb is that?
0: Well, wait, a what? Are you serious?
2: Yeah, they have Tomac have no having no laps led this year.
0: So they just don't count the laps led in a Triple Crown at all?
2: Nope, guess not.
0: There's two sets of stats yeah. out there, because there's stats that TV gets, and they had already said that Webb had 15 laps led uh, before Oakland began. Yeah. So well, they're doing a better job yeah. than, I guess, the Felds' dad.
2: Well, or AMA. It's AMA. I'm, I'm pulling up super cost so they just stats. don't
0: count triple Crown laps just don't count
2: well we we could barely get the names and cities right, so I'm sure the software isn't you know can't do it so yeah I'm just just saying um it's ridiculous just our imagine
0: if we could find out like uh, a start was actually like where you were the transponder on the first turn yeah. as the gate drop right but we, we know they have that data it just cannot be just
2: can't do it printed on a can't machine. Do it. Yep, can't be done um yeah Marv was good Baggett was good uh man they were they were impressive and, and obviously web one and yeah, Jesus. Um. <laughs> hey, you know,
0: I went back and watched um, the Triple Crown again, you know, a few days after the race. after we Well, I wasn't even on the pod. You just just booted me on Sunday. Um, you know, Marv in the second race was catching Webb there at the end, and then he just made up one mistake in the rhythm, and that allowed Cooper to get back away. Like, he was almost as good as Webb there, even though he didn't win the overall, and you could argue just as good or better here. Like,
2: no.
0: Webb's won two in a row, but Marv's got plenty of reason to be like, wait, no. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good here.
2: Oh, no. Weege, Marv has moved into JT's title pick. Yep, Marv's, Marv's the guy now for me. Marv is JT's guy.
0: Dude, I I wouldn't make him my pick, but I definitely see your logic.
2: Uh, yeah, just uh, I like
1: where he's at in, in uh, reference to everyone else. I just think, you know, he's been so close, right, the last few years he's been right in the mix and – with Eli being a bit off, you know, Kenny's great, but he's not he's not winning races yet. And Anderson being out, and I don't know if Webb, I don't know how Webb will handle a 17-round series with the red plate. I have no clue. You know, that maybe he just runs away with this thing. Who knows? But if history's taught me anything, it's that Marv knows what he's doing over a long series, and I just like him to be there every single weekend. So I don't think I've ever had him as my title pick before at any point, but he is now. He's my
2: guy. Cali guys ask me every weekend who I got. Who do you got tonight? And every weekend I go Eli Tomac again, and I just walk off, walk away. I'm just like that's it. That's I don't know. I'm just or you, you,
1: you would have been 50 percent right over the you know the last two years. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just, just I'm just waiting. He doesn't look like Eli right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's very very weird. Um, but you know, actually, actually. Telling, talking about the points. Uh, yeah, Marv's only four back. I only listed the top three, but Marv is only four back. So the, yeah, this thing's this thing's gonna be great. Webb?
1: yeah, it's truly anybody's series. I'm more going off of kind yep. of the eye test of yep. what I'm seeing, and I don't, I don't recognize the Tomac I see out there yet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, we've seen flashes of it. The last Triple Crown was a flash of it, but maybe it's maybe he's just smarter than all of us, and this is the plan. Is like I'm just I'm just gonna hang in there at the beginning and you know as the season rolls on i'll i'll ramp it up i don't believe that Yeah, you can't
2: you can't that can't be the plan because he got passed by marv late in the first triple crown and he got there are are
1: people yeah there are people that think that wow
2: that's ridiculous um (laughs) so wilson got six he dabbed his knee in the heat race he was really scared it went numb and everything and and uh turns out he's all right um He's playing at Coy but we he's going to be in Anderson's spot on that truck. Like, you know, he called it he said I was wrong on Twitter. I talked to him after the race. He said I got to talk to my sponsors and this and that. He's just he's he, he'll be on it. He'll be in it. I just yeah, I you know, he'll he'll t- he'll deal with the sponsors, I guess.
0: Yeah, I understand he has sponsors and that's why he didn't do it already, but I mean, really, really when he mapped out this season, was his plan to take that ban to 17 rounds like that band was going to East Rutherford, New Jersey. That band was going to Minneapolis in the middle of February. Like yeah. and Detroit in the middle of uh I think end of end of February. Like, is that really what he wants to do?
2: Yeah. So but he's he is six in the points right now. Really cool story. Good job for Dino. He had to go to the L C Q. How about Bogle grabbing that start? <laughs> Just nailing that start from outside. And Dino too. Dino was right behind him. But uh yeah, that was crazy. Should we really
1: be surprised though? I mean, yeah, Bogle, unbelievable starter on you know one of the best bikes for starts. Yeah. it's not the best bike for starts. So
2: I uh, I wrote that you'll know when he's feeling better when he grabs a start, just because he knows he can do it, right? And look, a tenth for Bogle isn't you know isn't where he wants to be, but it, J.T. It's a whole hell of a lot better than where it was, and and a tenth for Bogle is a one hundred percent a a good result.
1: Yeah, it is, and and I haven't been in this conversation, nor would it be my place, but if I'm if I'm Forrest Butler or I'm anybody associated with that team where you're, you know, kind of giving advice in Bogles position in the first few races, that's all I would ask. is was like, Hey, you're a great starter. You're on a great bike. Just get the bike to the front and get it on TV, get sponsor mentions. And we'll call it a day. Like we know you're not ready yet. We know you're not where you want to be fitness wise or testing wise or anything wise. So just get the start. Like we know you're capable of that. And that's all, you know, that's, that's, yep. Big first step: getting the bike and sponsors and stuff on TV is a big part of the battle for everybody involved. So it's it's not shocking to me. You know, I, I guess you're right about him riding better, lining up with the start yeah. coming. But well, dude. I, I honestly expected the starts to happen just fast and furious because it made the most sense. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, just do that, and then we no,
2: didn't really care he he the rest of the he life. wasn't feeling it. He wasn't comfortable. He didn't want to. Get, he's been hurt a lot. He just. If I get this start, I gotta start I you know, I have to ride my balls off and I'm not doing
0: uh, you know. Steve, were you at the Nationals last summer?
2: Yeah, no, I think he realized <laughs> that was a bad strategy. I think he's like, That's terrible what I did.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Cause he was he basically could only ride hard for ten minutes of a thirty minute moto yeah. and hold every whole shot anyway. Right.
2: I think he was like that. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not doing that. So um okay. All right. uh what about Savachi Wagan? Oh, heartbreak for Joe, he's riding very, very well. Um, yeah. riding well in the heat too he was third yep. place, bike broke and by the way, Pulp Fantasy people, they are not happy with Joey, but trust me everybody, do not tweet him do not talk to him, uh, he knows it and the team knows it and everything else, but uh, bad deal for Savachi.
0: yeah, I was pumped that I picked Savachi uh, last week at Fantasy, so this didn't screw me, he only screwed me last week, but not, not as badly, so mm-hmm. that was just thank you Joey for having the bike break this time, um, but Hey, same thing with Barsha and Baggett getting wins. It's kind of like that dream scenario of you going every year hoping that there's 10 guys that can mix it up, and it never ends up being reality. I feel like everybody's got this little confidence thing where, like, if they start with them, they feel they can run that speed. And Plessinger was doing a little bit too. Um, so, hey, he got a good start in the heat. He won the heat. He was running up front in the main. Who knows where he would have finished. I mean, you cannot – with the way it ended for Roxanne and Tomac, I don't think we can guarantee that they would have worked them. No. I mean what if he got what if he got fourth or something? It was it could have happened. Yeah. So fe- that's just how crazy it is right now.
2: Yeah, I feel like the top three would have been a top three the way Moosecan and Baggett rode, right? I feel like they would have been top three. They they all rode tremendous. I and mean, then yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not a fourth for Joey? But
0: Right, and, and Plessinger almost a similar situation. So it's hard to say. Like I I feel like just for whatever reason, anyone that gets up there right now has a legitimate reason to think yeah, I can I can run with any of these guys. And again, maybe not the way the top 3 rode, but a fourth if your Savachi would be pretty awesome and it might have happened.
2: Mhm. Uh Brayton starts again. JT weren't good. He tested a lot. He's stuck with the hydraulic clutch for Brayton, so um he's he's not struggling. He's just not as flashy as he was last year.
1: Yeah, he's riding alright. I didn't think it was bad. It's just you're to do well right now. I mean, there's I guess evidence to the contrary with bagging these guys moving forward. But I think it's a pretty, pretty tough group at the front right now. So you've got to put yourself in good position unless you're just clearly faster than everybody. He, and he's not getting himself to the front early. So uh, I look for a track that's maybe not as ruddy and, and just deteriorated as, as Oakland was. I don't think that's necessarily just Justin's strong suit. But we get back to a track like San Diego that will hold up or any of the dome tracks we have coming up. Maybe not the East, but like Dallas for sure. Um, I think if he can grab the start, we may see some flash from him. But he's got to put himself in a position to succeed first.
2: Well, if we really want to make Wygant pay for not coming to the races, this weekend at 5 o'clock at the Fly Hospitality, let's bring Brayton on as a guest.
1: Yeah, let's do that. We need to clear it with the team and everybody, but we can definitely try. Yeah,
2: we'll get Brayton on.
0: Okay, I will fly in I will land at San Diego at four.
2: <laughs> I'll do
1: the show at five and I'll go home real quick.
2: Okay. All right. We may actually we may actually need to push push him back
1: a week or two, but we will get him soon.
2: Yeah. Well I wanted to get him when Wygant wasn't there. So um, Yeah,
1: okay. We'll we'll make that work at some point this year. We just we're gonna have some things going on this upcoming weekend where we may need to, need to have certain people on.
2: Well, whatever races, he's not there. Wygant isn't yeah. there, we get I'm Brayton on in. Um Sealy uh, Cole qualified third. He was fastest in the third practice, and was you know got a decent start. He was where was he? Actually? Let me look. Uh, he was second when second when he crashed. No, uh, he made it to seventh. The seventh.
0: No, he was further up than that. I think he was third or fourth. I think he was behind you know Cooper and Marvin started one two. He might have been next.
2: What well, did he fall on the first lap? No,
0: mm, second maybe.
2: Oh, why am I he looking at the lap chart? I'm looking at the, lap chart, right? looking, seventh, looking the lap chart right now in front of me. Really?
1: All right. Yeah. That uh, is on the first I don't line.
2: Know. I thought he was up in that. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, bummer deal for him. He's feeling better, though. I talked about for the race. And, and yeah, he's getting more comfy. And he, it, you know, we saw these qualifying practices, uh, JT, with Sealy and Roxton topping them. And that's weird for both of those guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Roxton thing, okay. Yes. Maybe he's to see him first was a bit of a surprise, but I thought Sealy was super impressive. Uh, that's not a track where I would be like, yeah, Cole's going to kill it tonight. But I give him credit. He looks really, really good. He looks confident. Uh, he was really aggressive in sections where it looked difficult to be aggressive because the track was was beat up. So I don't think we've heard the last of Sealy this year. I think he's going to be in the mix for some podiums too. And we say that with seemingly 10 guys in that conversation, but I don't, with the way he's riding, I don't see how it's not going to happen. He's just riding too well. You know, he had a little, a little tip over that kind of ruined his race, but the riding is there.
2: Uh, by the way, getting back to Savachi, man, he, you know, the Cowie guys are happy with him. They're, they're stoked with the way he's riding, but he's got to wonder JT what's going on. Like lately with him, like he just, I mean, I guess you win the heat. So that's cool. Last week he was good. Yeah. Last week he was good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then this
1: week, that's not his fault. They're right. So,
2: no, I meant yeah, more like, no, no, I meant more like just like, because oh, like, he hasn't had, he's had, he hasn't, you know, lots of things seem to be holding him back from a really good finish over over the last little while.
1: Yeah, but I, as frustrating as last night was, I still think it was such a confidence builder because he was legit, man. Like he won the heat race, which is big. That's a big deal. And then in the main event, he was holding his own. Absolutely, holding his own there. So yeah, okay, it's not going on paper, but to me, the way this sport works, the the people that need to see what you're capable of, they saw it. It's not like the Kawasaki brass didn't see him up there. You know, it's like, oh man, well, what'd you finish? Fourteenth? Well, you must have been terrible, or whatever he got overall. You know, eighteenth or twentieth or whatever. Oh, you must have been terrible. Like they saw it. We all saw it. He was great. So for him on a one year contract, that's. I think really important for him to ride. Well, not, it's not always just the results on paper. I mean, he's, he's riding. Well, I mean, I, I would say that one night was the, the outlier last night. He was riding so well, but if he can ride like that, it's not mm-hmm. his fault if his, you know, bike. lets go on him. No, absolutely not. Um, Hey, uh, Steve. Yep.
0: Yeah. Sealy, by the way, definitely improving. There are some flashes there at the triple crown. And then he was good. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he'd be really good if he didn't tip over. Who knows? Um, did you ask him what his darn tweet about the media was? Like, what,
2: oh, what was I, that about? I already know. He, he, when he got hurt, some people, not me and not, I don't think, Racer X, but people said Sealy may be retiring. We hearing, we're hearing Sealy's over. He may retire or something.
0: Oh, they states all the way back to that.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, pretty sure. Oh, okay. Because he said the tweet before was like people were saying, welcome back to the races, and I, I'm glad you didn't quit. Or something. Glad you didn't.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I got. You. So, um,
0: all right. I was about to go into rant because I'm like, if any of these dudes are looking for more press or attention, they have a press conference every weekend that they all don't go to. So, oh, I know. Right? Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Um, All right. Wasn't
2: wasn't he unsure if he wanted to race though? He says he wasn't.
0: Well, that's the that's, problem. I mean, I, I, he I didn't. On, uh, he went on the original and best uh, internet motocross podcast show, and I believe he said it so. I mean, maybe it was – and, JT, you've been through this. Maybe when you're early in an injury, maybe you say things you don't truly mean, but, yeah. I mean, that's where the interpretation comes from.
1: Yeah, I, I knew I had heard that somewhere Yeah, that he was unsure if he wanted to race anymore, so I don't know. I, I haven't seen the tweet, nor did I hear the actual conversation.
2: Yeah, it was out truly
1: there. Truly doing what, yeah. what motocross people do best, which is have zero information and try to make an argument about it. Right.
2: <laughs> um, uh, by, the, by the way
0: yeah, – oh, somebody oh. – people were hitting me up on Twitter saying – Tomek's out of Cowie for sure as soon as this year's over. I mean, just look at it. And I'm like, dude, he's two points out of the lead or one point out of the lead. So yeah, like,
2: yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think
0: he's shopping right now.
2: Osho is Johnny O'Meara works with Civacci. Um He has for a little while. And uh, this weekend um, he says to me, he's like, hey, it's good to see you around here so much. I, I You know, I, and I'm just like, yeah. And he's like, uh, come by? Like, you're going to come by? And I'm like, yeah, Johnny, just wait. As it picks up and starts moving east, you'll see more of me. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I don't really know. Johnny's, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I hang out here a lot, Johnny. There's a lot of coffee and food I eat out of this truck. Don't worry. I'll be around. So,
0: Yep. It's uh, still Tim Ferry's home.
2: It it really started with that. It really did, right? I know. Um, when he was test riding for Stu.
0: Yeah, setting up the bike for Stu.
2: Right. Um, Make
0: those forks differ.
2: Bowers was good. JT Bowers was good all day. Um, much better. He told he told me he's got some it's been raining and he got a late start and he had to go to Germany and all that, and he feels like he's getting some endurance back and he's able to test a little bit, and they tested. And uh so he says he should be better from here on out. So twelfth for him. Did
1: you did you ask him if he there was any blowback from his comments on uh with the time practice? No, no I never did actually.
2: No. Practice. Um Wege he was crushing the whoops. Crushing, shocker, him. shocking,
0: <laughs> shocking. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't want to talk about fantasy because that's no one wants to talk about anybody else's fantasy thing. But it all worked out for me brilliantly in the 450 class. So my first successful venture in a decade.
2: <laughs> thanks, Bear. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks bear. bear. I was
0: solid. Um,
2: he was also doing this rhythm. JT, was he the first guy to go triple over?
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, he was the only one I saw put the whole rhythm together. Actually, period.
2: Oh, I saw. No, I saw um, Brayton do it. I saw. I think Eli do it too.
1: Okay. Yeah. I know. Yep. I know. In the first practice, he was the only one to do it, and then yep. I'm assuming other people heard about it. But yep. then I saw Marv eye it up and never put it together. Yep. And I saw. Oh,
2: Chad. Chad went over. And Chad went over and then never did the next triple.
1: Yeah, and Marv did three, three, and then didn't go on. So I, yeah, I didn't see the other guys, but he he did yep. it first yep. and did it cleanly several times. And they kept putting him near the front of the board. Though, strangely, on his segment time, he wasn't fast at all. So, I I don't totally understand what was happening, but it was still impressive that he was just knocking that thing out and everybody else was kind of like, eh.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like when the Bear is doing something, why can't that other guys aren't? Like, that's cool for him. Good good confidence booster, you know?
0: Dude, he's always had – I remember him as an amateur, man, like 13, 14 years old, being like, this dude's style and skill uh, – is impressive. So even whether he's a privateer or not, or he's on Mitch Payton's team and he's winning races, uh, he can do impressive things uh, riding for sure.
2: Um, uh, yeah, I talked to the Cowie guys the same thing, JT, and they said, "Well, look at his segment time. If he's so fast, if you love the Bear so much, look at his segment time." Yeah, and I'm like, huh? "Yeah, it was
1: twelfth. It yeah. was twelfth in that, like, that session when he was the only one doing that." Because se- I tried to tell Berno, "Like, hey, that looked really good." And he's like, "Oh, that's a good option. Whatever we need to, we need to figure that out." And then he's like, "Man, this segment time sucks, though." And yeah. I'm like, well, "I don't know. I, I'm, I'm new to the sport, but it looked cool. Like, I'll just tell you that."
2: JT, did you happen to see Justin Hill out there late in the race?
1: I did. It was, uh, <laughs> it was not hard to follow him around.
2: I'll tell you that. All right. What was he doing? Do you think? Uh I, I think he was just taking it all in. Yeah, just, take it, looking just around, take taking, looking around, taking some enjoying- seats.
1: Enjoying his main event, wanted to make the most of his trip to Oakland. Okay. Yep. I had uh my, my VIP program going on and, and guys were asking me, like, hey, what is the deal with Justin Hill? Like that guy is insanely good. And they watch him on Supercross Live in the afternoon of practice and he's just so crazy talented. Like, what what is how does he not finish at the front? And I'm like, <laughs> all I can tell you is that at about and eh, let's say fifteen minute mark of this main event, I'm gonna tap you and I'm gonna say, Hey, watch, watch Justin Hill, just, just watch. And then I did it and they're like, Oh,
2: I got it. There wasn't, we, there was not a lot of fight going on. It was a lot of seat bouncing. It was a lot of cruising. Just checking it out.
0: Yeah. uh, I I think last week we somehow saw that happening in the
2: first of the
0: triple crown main events, which is not a good
2: sign. Peyton, I said that, I don't know. Somehow Peyton said he was coming up the tunnel with J bone. And um, he said, uh, how's Hill? And uh, J-Bone said, eh, some good, some bad. And Peyton said he was like, yep, been there. <laughs> so, yeah, funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. Is he capable still, though? Like, I mean, dude, remember Houston round two last year? Do you remember how horrifically bad that was? Yeah. And we were sitting next to Chris Wheeler from Suzuki, and he's, like, throwing up. Yeah, yeah. And And then, you know, Whatever, three weeks later, it's not like all of a sudden he started training and three weeks later, AC gets the whole shot and you're like, oh, Adam's got this, and then he'll just just work them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So is it like he's just not in shape and this isn't fixable? Or is it like it is like he couldn't have been worse than he was at Houston last year and he came back to win a race in a stacked West group? Uh, so does that mean it's a totally out of reach? Or Bizarro Hill, he can actually fix this well,
2: track was on a week-to-week re- basis? Yeah, track was really tough, really gnarly a lot of guys got tired uh, Alex Ray also exhausted um so yeah. i think yeah i don't think it means anything i think if the sun and the moon and the stars are all aligned and the the anchor the pj's with the anchors on them are on and he has a good breakfast in 3 weeks we could be talking about a great ride jt
1: yeah i think he i think it has to be that situation for him where the track works perfectly for him and he gets a good start, and somehow he's able to keep his heart rate down to where he doesn't. Ha- because I don't think he's in good shape. I really don't. I've seen enough at this point to basically know that he's not in the shape of some of these other guys. I don't think that's you know stretching the truth. And if someone doesn't like that comment, that's okay. But that's just what I see. Um, so I think it has to be that track where he's able to minimize or manage his effort level. And we've seen it. You know, we've seen tracks that work that way for him, and then we've seen other tracks where it absolutely doesn't work for him, like last night. So I I think we're going to see it. I don't think it's over by any means. I just think it's got to be the perfect scenario for him to, to really put it together, and unfortunately that hasn't happened. I think Glendale was an opportunity for that to happen, and he, and you know, it just didn't pan out for him, but I don't think this is over by any means.
2: Number of times, JT, that you saw Alex Ray almost die in practice in the race?
1: I have pretty much made it a a habit to not watch him.
2: Oh my God! There, there was it's some. a little bit too scary. I really
1: like A Ray. He's really he's cool and he's a unique personality. But it's it's not fun to watch. The, it's a little bit too scary for me.
2: Out of that rhythm where Bowers was doing it on off three, that three, yep. and the amount of times he almost endowed into the third one was about six. He oh dude,
1: where he was scaring me the most and he actually crashed really hard there was the three. Out of the turn before the triple.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He crashed pretty good there. Even on top of all the times he almost crashed.
2: He uh, he sent me a text today. I feel like I got hit by a truck today. I'm like, yeah, well.
1: He may have hit a truck. Would be probably
2: more. more <laughs> oh, um, Ronnie Stu Wygant is just riding himself into mains. Ronnie Stu, good job by him.
0: Yeah, good pick up by you to uh, get him on your podcast last week because. Uh, uh, did you see something? Did you see something special? Be like, hey, I need to check back in with Ronnie Stew. I feel like you were on this tip.
2: Yeah, I just no, just like, hey, Ronnie Stew's riding well. Let me call him. That's yeah, all. that was you know that a
1: Stu is going to turn up in Oakland. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and on Steve's right, and Steve's going to be
0: pumped on it.
2: Um, what else? Uh, oh, pa- uh, Angelo Pellegrini stopped me on track walk, and I'd written in my column last week that how is his English? Like, I want to talk to him. I want to tell him my Italian food theory. He stopped me on track walk. I explained my Italian food theory, but I just was getting nothing back. I think the the gap when I started ranting and raving and yelling about Olive Garden, I don't think he I think he checked out or was like, okay, I don't want to talk to this man anymore, this strange man. But uh, nice guy. He's going to try to do the series until Daytona. He crashed hard twice. Mm-hmm. Hard, sure did. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else? We catch your eye, four fifty class. How was the broadcast?
0: Uh, it was good. It was good.
2: Okay. That's um,
1: so you got, it, huh? <laughs> All
2: right. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was good. Solid.
2: We're on to San Diego. Solid. Okay. Uh, anything else we each, 450 class wise? JT, anybody?
0: Nope. All uh, right. Shout out to Barsha, by the way, for just somehow, I mean, dude, that had to hurt bad. Somehow he got seventh, and he's only 11 points down. It's not like this injury is going to heal itself in a week, but he's, you know, doing his best to hang in there. It's going to be hard, but good for him.
2: Uh he stopped me on track walk. I don't know what happened. I was talking to Adam and Nick and I don't know Yeah, I don't know what happened, but somehow we made eye contact and I made a joke and he, he and at some point he goes, Did you ever ride? Did you ever like race? And and Nick was dying. Nick Way was dying. He loved it. And then Oh, uh, this is great. Right. And then I said and he says, I know you wrenched. Like I know you ranched. And I'm like, so ten minutes of Manitoba championships and you know Canadian nationals and racing Millville and everything else came up, and I think he, and then I said, you know, what do you? You got a little more respect for me? He's like, maybe just a little, and he kept walking. <laughs> so <laughs> was, I don't know where he came up with that question. Like, did you ever ride a race? Like, probably didn't
1: everyone and everyone that has some sort of employment in the sport didn't they race at some point? Like, how you got into the job you're in?
2: Well, Jason, uh, did- Jason Wygant didn't. It's
1: hard to believe that you didn't race at some point. Everybody that's around it.
2: Jason Wygant didn't.
1: Uh, it's true. It's true. All I did was flag.
2: Wow, we don't even know yeah, if you flagged. flag.
1: You rode quads and you race some off-road stuff now. I do. Yeah, I do on motorcycles and ride them now.
0: But uh, why would Barsha bring this up? This is probably what eleven, twelve years. You had a few years where you didn't talk to him. <laughs> yeah, but let's so let's say seven years of you guys having conversations. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I think. Maybe he heard me telling Adam like this shit's easy, dude. Just go right here. Like I don't know, you know. I, who knows what I was saying? He was probably
1: so flabbergasted that you were giving someone riding advice.
2: Yeah, maybe that was it. And and trust me, if you and you, you two know Nick Way, he absolutely loved it. Thought it was the greatest thing ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we we what's what's the deal with the flagging? What's an update? Can we get an update on you flagging and Phil saying it never happened?
0: Well, first of all, uh, there's email proof from the man who paid me, Ken Landerman, but. But there will be more proof coming, and I'm not at liberty to uh, explain beyond that.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we wait. We wait. With...
0: When, when, you hit, when, you, when, when it happens, you will know it. Okay. All right.
2: <laughs> our man Nash. Need, our man that's Nash where you drum through. You watch. Oh, our man. Yeah, ma- you
0: watch. Cooper <laughs> Webb, you watch. Nash came through.
2: Nash came through.
0: Steve, you should have known better. Nash called into your show last week. You put Nash on the case. You know Nash <laughs> will not rest. He will not sleep. <laughs>
2: yes nash probably quit his job he's holed up in the garage with a with a microscope and a a magnifying glass
1: yeah it's like dot (laughs) bloomberg.com
2: right right yeah bloomberg press um (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody uh flyracing.com please check them out on the web jt exciting thanks for fly racing coming up yeah
1: there may or may not be some news coming out of uh the brand this week so stay
2: tuned for that stay tuned for that we'll be very very busy in the next Two few days preparing what, for that. What is the um, What are the chances Zach races this weekend? He told us San Diego or Minneapolis. Uh, I would say very poor. Yes, okay. Uh, Zach Osborne, where's Fly Racing, though? Everybody, please check him out on the web, flyracing.com. And uh, love those guys. And mountain bike stuff as well is killer. I've been running the helmet and the gloves and the jersey, mountain biking, and, and love it. Uh, please check him out on the web, flyracing.com. Maxis 2 MXST tire run by the cat, AJ Cantanzaro, who is currently... He is currently third, uh, fourth in the uh, Pulp MX Privateer Challenge points right now. Kate Ottenright is leading, everybody. So Kate Ottenright is leading. And um, uh, also Alpine Stars Tech 10 uh, redesigned, reimagined right now on the feet of uh, many of the top riders. Uh, Alpine Stars. I love the Tech 7, so please check them out. Uh, also, we want to thank our folks at Race Tech, Ben LeMay, Running Racetech, uh, Racetech.com, suspension and motors for a lot of privateers out there. If you need your suspension done, serviced, Oil change, revalved, whatever. Pulp19 is the code. Call there, mention pulp. Get a discount. Get some motor work done as well from the folks at Race Tech. Um, all right, let's move on to 250 class Fly Racing Racer X podcast. All right, so, yeah, Adam told me, Adam Cincirillo won, and after the race, he told me, Look, I know that I'm inconsistent. I know, I know I got to pull it together and calm down. And so, and he said the same thing in the press conference. and. Just funny that he, he 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 had a great race. I, though, as much as I'm a fan of Adam Wygant, if you had to ask me, I would have said Nichols would have got him because he was all over him.
0: Oh, it was looking bad. It definitely was not looking likely. Uh, it was like he's either going to get passed or crashed, one or the other. Yes, but 100%. The thing that he was just going to get away. And then I, I don't know how much you get to see. I, the TV broadcast got it perfectly. I don't know if you saw this. At one point, Nichols is all over him. Adam makes like two or three sketchy mistakes. He looks back over the triple, and this ridiculous manual sending it through the whoops that I first thought was just like the fourth crazy mistake. But it actually allowed him to pull away, and then from there he had it. So I'm like, was that like a, oh, you're coming after me? Well, watch this. Was that what that was?
2: I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so.
0: In the heat of the moment it wasn't looking good, so I don't understand why he would do that, but it actually worked. Like he'd look back, yep. he looked back, he manual the loops, and from there he pulled away. So I don't think that was the intention, but that's the way it actually ended up looking. But wow, it was scary. But never, dude, he's actually won two races and he's not too far behind the points despite the mistake, so it's all good.
2: Uh, JT, you, you're betting man, you would have bet money on a crash or nickels pass. Yes?
1: Yeah, he would just looked like he was a bit rattled. Uh, <laughs> I I give him a lot of credit though because I think in years past there is zero chance he holds it together there. That's what I mean, M- that's what Mitch told seen me last it just night too many times, yep. and I was even like, "Here we go! Like, what's he going to do? Is he going to lose the front? Is he going to crash on a jump? Like, what's going to happen here?" But man, he he got it done. He settled in and yep. put in solid laps when he needed to, and made it happen.
2: What about did you after the start straight? by the mechanics area like he was going on and off and three and double on and the, uh, he did it every single different way in the main event i don't know which way was best by the way but i was always like i don't think that's working adam whatever you're doing over there is not working you got to stick to one thing jt you notice that yeah i think mm. he was
1: i think he was trying to figure some things out and i think he was also trying to figure out why Nichols was catching him or where he was catching him. Sometimes you see guys do that, it's like, Man, I can't shake this guy. Yeah. He's gotta be he's gotta have a faster line than me somewhere, so let me try a few things. Uh, that could have been the case.
2: Uh Nichols told me he should have obviously I mean, you know, this is pretty obvious, but Nichols is like, Yeah, I should have forced it a little harder. And I think he's right, you know, early on because I think when you get behind a guy like that, JT, and you're trying to get him get get a wheel in and you're trying to get by him, you're taking yourself out of a rhythm, you're you're blowing yourself up a little bit. And if you don't get the guy, it's hard to, like, stop, regroup, and try to get him again. You know, you have to make the quick – you have to make it stick early and fast. I think he was trying to,
1: but I think he also saw Adam on the edge and he was like, maybe Adam's going to take care of it for me.
2: Adam's going to add him? What? Adam's going to add him? Yeah,
1: I think he was he – could, everyone could see it, and, and obviously Colt had a front row seat for it. So I think he was like, maybe he's going to crash himself and I'm not going to have to force it here. But I also think that Colt kind of blew himself up trying so hard to to make a move and pressure him because I think he, it looked to me like he got a little bit over his comfort zone as far as like breathing and heart rate. And this is all just speculation. But uh once Adam kind of withstood that barrage, it didn't look like Colt had anything left to come back with. I think he kind of, you know shot everything he had at him and didn't, didn't really have anything left to, to fight off Ferandis and these other guys.
2: By the way, speaking of Hill, um, his crash in practice was dirty. Would have been great to have a net there. Just saying. Just saying. Would have been great to have another net right there. Only
0: thing better than one net is two nets?
2: Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, how about that sick little wheelie soak Ferrandez was doing, JT, on the uh, on that single? Before the uh, wall. That was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I don't... I, the only person I saw do anything that crazy the same way was Roxon when he passed yep. Reed. It yep. uh, was similar. I, I still don't know how they did it, but it's yeah. the only other person I saw be able to do it.
2: Did you see that, Weege? Uh Yeah,
1: it was um, obvious
0: on the TV broadcast to, I would think, most people.
2: <laughs> there it is. I, I mean, well, dude, he's probably two, three feet lower. It was incredible.
0: It was obvious to most people.
2: Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, it. Uh, Adam Juan Ferandez was good. He was really good. If he doesn't fool around with Colt a little bit there, uh, and and you know, to hold each other up, maybe he wins. JT, maybe he catches AC. It's
1: possible for sure. I think. Um the opportunity was earlier, you know, when the in the early laps when AC was under pressure and feeling the pressure and Colt was pushing hard there. I think that Ferrandis needed to get on their rear wheel there. But once AC settled in you could almost feel him kind of regain his confidence and then, you know, there was a completely different challenge at that point because obviously he battled to get around Nichols, and then he had a gap to close down too, which he wasn't able to do.
2: So, so does he is this the we're on an every other week thing, JT, or does he just take off now, the 92?
1: You'd, you'd like to say he's going to win more of these things, but, you know, the, the inability to put week and week, week together mistake-free, that's the difficulty. So, you know, Glendale was the best maybe I've ever seen him ride, and then the two Anaheims were mistake-filled. And then this weekend was almost mistake-filled. It, it actually was mistake-filled, but he was able to hold it together. So I I, I kind of don't know what to tell you. I think it's just a week-to-week thing. Is he, is he going to hold it together in the main event? Because it's, the speed is not the problem, nor has it been.
2: Um, what do you think, Weege? Weege's gone. Wait, what was that? What was the question? I what do like... you think? What do you think of oh. AC? Okay, so AC's gone, you know. Uh, bad, good, bad, good. Does he just take off now?
0: Uh, no, and and not necessarily because of him, but I, I feel these other guys are just too good. Like the fact that Fernandez somehow is not one a Supercross is crazy. Um, it's got to work out one of these times. I mean, one of these nights he's going to be the best guy and get the start and make it happen and have some awesome line or something. So I just think, out of respect for these other guys, to say that. Oh, Adams is going to start blowing dudes away and winning mm-hmm. five in a row or something is, is a little much. I mean, I think this was a huge one for him to be able to settle down, somehow not crash. And then, the you know, there was really only a two or three laps of craziness, and then the rest was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he, this could be good for him. and could fix some problems or could give him confidence or whatever, but
2: Frandis I, I, has got to win one eventually. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um McArawth was okay, you know, probably not happy, but he did close in on Nichols late in the race. Got a got a fourth. Points are tight with the top four guys. RJ Hampshire had his birthday and had a terrible race. JT just crashed twice. RJ was going for it though.
1: Yeah, it was a tough deal because he's been, I, I think, the one thing you could say about him this year is he's been consistent. He's been good, and he hasn't really tossed races away, and then. You're kind of hanging around and hanging around, and then this weekend, you know, it kind of the bottom fell out a little bit. But he was good all day, and he won a heat race. Did he win his heat race? I thought he was right in there. I can't, I can't remember um, in me. But
0: yeah, I don't. Remember uh, I think he crashed leading the heat after a good start, and then
2: yeah, he fell in the sand. And yeah. then the main,
0: yeah. his starts all right. sucked all year, and he got good starts in both races, and then crashed both times. Um, yep. Yeah.
2: What about Jimmy D? Jimmy D won a heat. Jimmy D looked good all day. Jimmy D sucked in the main. Well, he crashed. I'm sure he, he sucked in the, in the main. Yeah, yeah, he he crashed in a whoops, and that first was lap. it. So, but uh, Jimmy D was good.
1: He was. Yeah, that it. was good. And
0: he, I was wondering what happened in the main.
1: Yeah, first lap he just fell over, and then he was kind of in between whoops, and is, you know, and that that's a really tough position to get going again because he's shorter in stature and can't get on the bike, and yeah, it was pretty much game over as soon as that kind of happened.
2: What do you know about shorter in stature? And- Oh, not much. much.
1: Yeah, not much. just guessing.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, he uh he was good though. That's that's a positive night for J- for Jimmy D. Just because he looked good in practice, he was on top of the board for a bit. on the heat, like he can build on that. We can work with that. So he uh was sick or something, right? Yeah, he didn't ride all week. Yeah, yep. So we're working on
0: this story in the magazine we just finished. Every story in Race us Illustrated is different from what you read in the web, and uh, we all contributed to it with some thoughts on. Why did the dudes keep these injuries so secret? And multiple people told me it's stupid to keep it secret because half the time they end up riding better when they have a messed up week, when they think they're not going to be able to race or whatever. So there's Jimmy D, example number 752,000. So, so say I couldn't ride all week. Besties written all year.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, racerxbrand.com. If you want to get an iParty and Temecula shirt, use the code Mex to save. Subscribe, no. to, subscribe to RacerX Exhaust. as well. Exactly. Please subscribe to RacerX. X. We we uh, if you don't subscribe, we're we're gonna cancel these all these podcast shows, all of them, canceled. So, racerexonline.com. Subscribe to the magazine, and go to racerexbrand.com. Um, hey Jacob Hayes got fifth. Good job for Jacob Hayes. Really rode well. Um, killed it out there. Do you guys remember we had a little controversy on our show a few years ago about watching a rider with one eye closed? Yes. JT, you remember that? No. I feel like McAdoo is the new one-eye-closed guy. (laughs) I I think he fixed it. I don't feel like he was like that Uh, the last two weeks. uh, Yeah? I still feel that way, JT. Oh, okay. What do you think? I think he –
1: man, I don't know. When I watch him, I still am a little scared. I'm not going to lie. I've seen him crash. Times this year where I'm still surprised weeks later that he got up. So I know Weege is thinking he fixed it, but I would have to probably agree. Well,
2: there you go. Suck it, Weege.
1: All
0: right. Two out of three ain't bad.
2: Um, all right. Uh, Blos was good. March Banks was okay. I was talking to Mitch about March Banks, and he's just like he, he was kind of back to the old Mitch. He was like, just, you know, go faster. Like, just be more aggressive, he's telling him. So, he's working with, worked, worked, um, Jess Pettis had a good ride. Jess Pettis led the Heat. He's told, uh, he told a buddy of mine that he locked up, uh, and immediately, uh, couldn't believe he was leading Heat and locked up. McAdoo got him, among others. And then in the main, he fell and was dead last and came to 11th. I'm sure the broadcast covered this, well, I can uh, deeply, but Jess Pettis came from last to 11th.
0: Well, dude, look, that's a cheap shot. You cannot bag on the TV crew for not covering a dude coming from last to 11th when the top four all had a shot to win the race Mm, at different
2: times. I just did.
0: Okay. Like the last five laps, Ferrandez was catching AC and McElrath was catching Nichols. You want him to share something else?
2: He's from Canada.
0: Well, the good thing about Pettis leading that heat and riding so well, um, if anyone doesn't think that he's you know, the great white North Hope and has a shot of getting a factory ride down here, you know, I think whoever that was that would think that maybe <laughs> should
2: well, he's gonna change his change his opinion. He's gonna get he's gonna get time on the KTM track this week, apparently. So, yeah, yeah,
0: I would I would not be surprised if this all works out, but uh, some people seem to doubt.
2: I don't know why. Jerry Robin, Jerry Robin, JT, who, who is this guy? JT, when do you come around? How many more races? I almost picked him. I almost picked him
1: for pulp Mike's fantasy. Almost. Wow. Wow. I really did, of Jerry. Course, man, I I told myself I would never pick him ever again, but I guess I'm already coming around. It would be the short answer if I'm if I'm seriously contemplating it. Jerry's
2: good, man. Good job. He's always Jerry.
1: been good. That's never been the yep. question. Wow, well, he's, he's always been good.
2: He's the new Jerry, Weege. Yes. Is is impressive.
0: Uh, Yeah, like there isn't... Okay, Anaheim won, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Him barely holding on for the last transfer spot was amazing. But there's been nothing since then. There's been nothing. And now, I mean, the Jerry and Jerry was essentially based around making main events, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, we've already advanced to the point of when he's in the main. When, because he will be. How's he going to do? Which yeah. is a pretty big change
2: in four weeks. This was duty for what like... I was like, "Could he get tense here? Could he just do this?" <laughs> yeah, he's riding well, man. Good job for Jerry. Yeah. We got to point that yeah. out. Um, are right, anything else two fifty class caught your eye? Um, uh, the LCQ was exciting, especially when you have Scott Champion and your fantasy team. And you're waiting for him. Or Howell? It. Or Howell? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I hate I hate your fantasy league. I just hate it. Can, <laughs> I, can I say that? Is that
2: cool? Is that all right? You you. Why did you join? I was really surprised you joined. I really was. I thought you would hated well, it. Here,
0: Here's what I really hate about your league. You guys actually know what's going on. Like, I'm a bargain hunter, as you know.
2: Yeah. There are no
0: deals to be had there. Everything is exactly the price that it should be on the market. That's the problem. Make it easy. Give me a gimme every once in a
2: while. Uh, Everyone,
0: I'm like, ugh. Yeah, seven handicap. That's exactly where this guy should be. Should I do it? Should well, I,
2: can you make it easier? That's um the man on the line seven. here. He's he's responsible. He's got a big part of that. and we're doing our job, right on the
0: money, there's no
1: low-hanging fruit at all. Yep, that's the idea. We want it to be as hard as possible. Because if yeah, you thanks. don't, and that's, you know, obviously that's easy to say, but if you don't, then everybody has the same team. Which, we need to adjust the triple crowns a little bit because we saw a lot of that, but Having the same team takes all the fun out of the game, so it should be just agonizing to choose between these guys. That's when we feel like we're doing our best.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the struggle every week. I pretty much don't. I pretty much can't come up with four riders in each class. I can make a case right. against all. Yeah, I can make a case against the entire field.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, shout, hey. shout out to Paul Parabinos because he he initially sets these up, and then we kind of all. No. Just adjust from there?
2: Not shout out to uh, Paul. He did, he did not shout out Pulp Fantasy on his interview. Not shout out to Paul. <laughs> like, he needs okay. to give an update to Dean Willis and go com. <laughs> Got it. Or, you know, remember those <laughs> fighters that had, like, Golden Palace tattooed on their shoulders? Yeah. yeah. Or whatever? Yeah. That's all. <laughs> That's what we need to do on his, on Paul's forehead. com. So. Um, all right. What else? Uh, we didn't talk about Chad Reed at all. Nothing about Chad Reed. He went down. <laughs> he did. Well, it landed up, on. Uh, landed on Plessinger.
0: Yeah, on Plessinger's bike. Yeah, yeah, that didn't help.
2: But he actually got a decent finish, considering that. Yep. I had a uh, Chipotle over there, by the way. Thanks to the, the their program over there for serving Chipotle. Just wanted to put that out there. Sorry, JT. Um.
0: All is right. Is that JGR or is that the program? That's is the VIP program. No, it's the
2: program. Yeah. Oh, okay. They had wiener shoes. Remember
0: remember when the JGR catering just completely cratered when they brought James Stewart on board and all the money had to go to him? (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's true. Yes, it did, didn't Uh, it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, just went from uh, lobster and steak every weekend to nachos with cheese.
2: By the way, uh, J-Bone said that uh, Coy's interview did rattle some cages and shake some trees, you know, so on RacerX. Within the team? uh, No, within sponsors and people like in the industry and stuff, yeah. Uh, in a good way? Uh, not, not really. In in a way of like, why are you saying it? Why you? Why is Coy so negative? Why is you know that kind of those people, which I can't I can't stand. Like, why are you? You know, why are you saying the negative stuff? It's like really? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, all the feedback I heard on it, 100 percent was that. Like, Coy sounds like he's over it. He's negative. This is bad. This sounds like he's depressed or <laughs> wants to get rid of the team. And a lot of people are like, Well, I understand his brother just passed, but you and I have seen him at the races. Like. This is not necessarily no. just that. Yeah, um, no, this is just the state of the. I think <laughs> the team or the industry is in. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with with the unfortunate. No, uh, passing his brother. Yeah.
2: No, absolutely. So, uh, JBL and they they also said that they could be close to a title coming up soon. Here, stay tuned. So that'll be interesting if they if they pull it off.
0: Um, yeah, they've had a lot of people at the races. Yep. Um, making, you know, to, you know, people interested enough to come and, and check things out. So that's actually why you and I couldn't mess with Coy at Anaheim 1. We desperately wanted to, but we were afraid it was like a real mm-hmm. meeting going on yeah. for the first time.
2: We were not going to be like Moser and bust in.
0: No. no, We are not going
2: to do that. No. no. Uh, <laughs> JT, what about Chad's ride? What would you think? Anything catch your eye?
1: I thought he looked good. Uh it was unfortunate because I think he could have gotten a mix. I don't know how far he would have gotten up there, but he was one of the only guys kind of moving forward um, in the end. He didn't look tired, so um, that that says a lot for him on a track where it, you, most of the guys look tired at the end he didn't he didn't appear that way to me.
2: All right, well, San Diego this weekend, all of this nonsense isn't going to stop. Eli Tomax taking the win or Ken Roxon taking the win this weekend in San Diego. all of this nonsense is stopping. That's my prediction. Oh, oh I mean, okay. okay. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly it's within the realm of possibility. I think every time we did those fly shows there the first two rounds, I think I picked Tomac to win every time. Like, yeah. It's certainly within the realm of possibility. It's just that I know you shouldn't get too excited about a guy winning two in a row this early, but now it makes me want to do a deep dive into the stats and see how often this happens and how often the dude ends up having a crappy season.
2: Well, you'll have plenty of time because you won't be going to San Diego. So
1: uh, that is true.
2: JT, you won't be saying it's a weird season next next Sunday Monday. You will not be saying that because nor- normal. I don't know about that. I'm not as uh, normal. will be returned. I haven't,
1: seen, I haven't seen Tomac ride in a way that would suggest anything where I'm gonna be like, yep, he's going to go win. I mean, he could, yeah. but yeah. I don't. Right. I mean, I know you're just doing that because that's what you do every week, but I don't know, man. I. If one of these other guys happen to win, I think Marv is Marv is obviously the most due for a win the way he's riding. So,
2: so is Webb going to like? Is he going to get that chip back with his teammate? Are we going to see that again? Are we going to see Indiana Ironman chip?
1: Everything's fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is
1: interesting. It's
0: easy right now because you know they're they're battling plenty of other guys uh, besides each other. And Anderson no longer involved and zach's not even racing so you know there's four points between four riders and only two of them are moose canning webb but
2: mm-hmm.
0: i mean if this were to turn out to be round 12 and then the only one's left standing that's yeah gonna be a little different
2: um all right we where were you by the way with your children and everything were you out spending money earlier on this pod
0: yeah 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 you, you, when you when you do these weekends at home you better make them count
2: and you were spending money
0: um, the least amount possible, but yeah. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My yeah. condolences. Little tip to
0: everybody out there. Don't waste money getting drinks for kids at restaurants. I mean, that's easily, they're going to charge you $2.50 apiece. That's five bucks if you've got two kids. Look, if you get a cup of water and you throw 10% of lemonade in it, they're not going to bust you.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: They're not going to bust you. <laughs> and you shouldn't be giving your kids an entire cup of lemonade anyway. That's too much sugar. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just take a 10% solution, take it for free, save five bucks per meal
2: there you go everybody thank you thank you all right we'll sign off on that no flyracing.com uh this has been the oakland supercross race review thank you to fly racing thank you maxis thank you alpine stars thank you jerkies for listening jt why thanks boys
1: thanks guys see ya
0: thanks for listening to the fly racing steve mathis show
2: Even harder, jump farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there.
1: The Hurricane Bob
2: Hanna. I love the guy.
1: I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That's absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts.
2: As the days and the